Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by our TU beat writer, John Tranchina. Uh, John, tough loss for TU in the opener last Saturday. Let's, we're, we're, you and I are filming this on a Thursday, so uh, Northern Illinois is in two days. Uh, how do you think TU is going to respond after what happened at, at Wyoming? Well, it, I think they're going to respond pretty well. I mean, initially you think like after such a, a gut punch of a loss where you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and it slips away and it goes back and forth for a little bit. And, you know, in the way, just the way it happened with your kicker who missed one field goal all of last season, missing two attempts in this game, that that you would think that could stick with you. But I think the guys have a really good uh a really good attitude. They're they're all you know, when we, we had a press conference on Tuesday and the players that came in looked were upbeat and like excited to to get going again, feeling like, you know, they had a right attitude like, hey, all our goals are still in front of us. We can still do everything we wanted to win the conference, win, you know, have a winning record, go to a bowl game. Those things are not uh, eliminated by this one loss. So they, they seem to have it in perspective and I, I feel like they're going to come out and, and have a good game. Well, and, and that's a good point, John, because they they had a slow start last year. They right. opened the loss to UC Davis, not not the best, um, and ended up with a winning record and won a bowl game. So, and and then and two, John, uh, in the week after UC Davis last week, they hung with a twelve-win Oklahoma State team, um, right. and and could have won that game, frankly. So. Yeah, I mean, when if, if you say that you feel like they're going to rebound, ev- evidence has shown that they they can do that. T- TU just plays a lot of games like this. Sometimes they're on the winning end of them, and sometimes yeah. they're not. They That's just true. Have- even even after yeah. the game, uh, Davis Brin mentioned like that he was used to this feeling of feeling disappointed and having to bounce back, and uh, he probably was referencing that last year. And and you're right. That's exactly what they did. They came back and had a strong performance and you know if it was against a, another opponent that wasn't maybe uh one of the top five in the country they probably would have come out of that game with a win true uh so i, I kind of feel like a, a career day by davis Brin was sort of overshadowed um mm-hmm. i know you know his fumble you know the fumble notwithstanding he he yeah. looked good yes yes yeah he was great he uh he did everything you would have wanted him to do. And and the perhaps the biggest thing was no interceptions. That's what everybody was talking about coming in. He led the nation in interceptions last year. He didn't have any. There weren't even any real close possibilities for that in that game. He Yeah, he uh, completing 30 of 52 passes, 460 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. <clears throat> I don't know that you can even, you know, fault him for the fumble, really. Uh, as much as maybe the, you know, the yeah. inexperienced offensive line. So, at, at yeah, he had a great, he had a great day. And you're right, he probably was, he is overshadowed. Uh, you know, I couldn't believe, you know, the guy who won the uh, AAC's player of the week or whatever was a quarterback who had like 250 yards. I'm like, he outgained it by 200 yards. He, <laughs> So it was like whatever the other guy won. So I suppose that's where they were basing that. But but yeah, he had a great day, and and I do I agree with you. He, it's probably been overlooked. Uh, 
I, I was really glad to see Isaiah Epps kind of kind of announce his presence with with a solid game. I've said this on other podcasts. I, I really enjoy seeing our high school stars play at our local schools. Yeah, uh, we can just you know because we we cover high school so well. I feel like we really get to know some of these high school kids. So to see him come back from Kentucky and play this year to you, good to see him get off on a on a good start. I felt like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like his presence there was really helpful. Uh, you had Keelan Stokes and and uh, J.C. Santana getting a lot of the attention and having another guy like Epps to be able to throw to when those guys are covered because they started focusing on them, I think was extremely helpful and valuable and allowed, you know, TU to have such an excellent passing game because he had Bryn had so many different players to to throw to. So yeah, Epps uh, had a really good game, four catches for 79 yards, uh, you know, showing, representing Jenks well in the local area. So yeah, that was that was good to see. You mentioned the press conferences earlier, John. Uh, give me a sense of the Philip Montgomery press conference. Was he, I mean, I assume he said all the right things, but um, what was kind of the vibe of that, of that presser? And, and anything really interesting come out of that well he the uh first of all the vibe was yes he did say all the right things it, it he made it like basically him and the players who were there made it made it seem like you know that game is in the past now they're done they're moving on they've moved on they're you know and they were in good spirits and seemed excited about the future so that was part of the vibe was, you know, hey, all that disappointment is over. We're moving on. Uh, probably the most interesting thing to come out of that was uh, the fact that he still kind of refuses to even reference what's going on with the two uh, running backs who are not, seem, should be on the roster or seem like they would be playing, but aren't. Uh, Anthony Watkins and uh Daenerys Prince neither of whom their top two returning uh running backs from last season neither of whom played in that game we knew beforehand that Watkins wasn't going to but we didn't know that about Prince and neither of them played and neither of them are are going to play this week and he won't uh reveal anything about why if it's an injury if it's a personal thing if it's some other reason so that that's what stood out to me. You know, he mentioned other players who were obviously were injured during the game and he didn't really want to give too many details about that either, but he at least acknowledged that they were injured. These guys, we don't know what's going on. But we know they're not playing Saturday, correct? We know they're not playing Saturday. And you know, that, that could, you know, that's, that's a concern, honestly, because the running game didn't really do that great in the game. They only got uh, they got under 100 yards. They have it's an inexperienced group. Even you know Stephen Anderson looked really good, and he's he was here last year and and got plenty of playing time. But he was the fourth guy from last year, so even he yeah. doesn't really have a lot of experience as the main man. Uh, he and he looked good. He had 40 yards on 10 carries and a touchdown. But you know that is. A concern moving forward is if you don't have those other two experienced guys who have shown they can do it before. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Northern Illinois comes to town this weekend, John, uh, six o'clock kickoff. Uh, what do we know about Northern Illinois? Give us give us some insight. So they're from the uh, Mid-America Conference, the MAC. They, uh, they won the MAC championship last year, went nine and five, uh, lost a bowl game to Coastal Carolina to finish nine and five last season. They, uh, they opened up this year with a 34-27 win over Eastern Illinois, a game which they jumped out to like a 28-6 lead in the third quarter and kind of had to hold on for dear life at the very end with uh, Eastern Illinois driving. But uh, they look like a, a really good – their offense is very well-balanced. They, they gained almost the same amount of yards rushing as opposed to passing in that game last week. So they, you know, you can't really focus on one side or the other because they're, they seem to be pretty good at all aspects of it. Uh, defensively, they had two interceptions in that game. So that could be something to look for this time around, you know. Um, so we'll see, you know, I, they, they're a strong program. They, you know, it's interesting. You have Kent State playing OU this weekend and they're staying at Union High School this week. That is the team that Northern Illinois beat in the MAC championship last year. So it's interesting uh, little gauge for the local the local colleges, but uh, they look like a, a strong, solid team. I think TU can beat them, but they look like a good opponent. So this is the home opener uh, of the season, John, and TU is going to be doing some some different things uh, to kind of enhance the game day experience. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is the uh, tailgating scene beforehand, which starts at 1 o'clock. So you got a long day, Hetty, if you're going to that. But uh, on Chapman Commons, they have – before, it used to be little tents here and there that only certain people who were part of a certain group could get into. Now it's like they've opened it up. It's basically going to be one big tent with free food and drinks, which is pretty amazing, that anybody can go in and, and be a part of. There's, they're having concerts uh, starting at 2 o'clock. There's a, a country music star named David Nail taking the stage at 3.30. I'm not I'm not familiar with country music that much. I'll I will admit that. So I'm not really familiar with who he is, but apparently he's pretty big. He's got a couple of top ten singles that are that are out. Um, so he'll he'll be performing. There's going to be a lot of like inflatables, a rock climbing wall, an axe throwing station, and a cornhole tournament. So there's a lot of stuff are going you on. Really? <laughs> As okay. well as a giant TV that they're going to be showing other games on. So, uh, and I guess once their game starts, I don't know if they're still going to be there during the game, but during the day before the TU game, they'll have other games, whatever games are being played will be on the giant TV. So there's a lot going on there. <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to, I'm picturing the TU campus. Where is the stage going to be? This is on the Chapman Commons, which I guess is like, what, a block or so? Uh, Okay. Of the stadium, um, the big the big grass field over there. But there's also some stuff inside. Like the big thing inside the stadium is actually there's one dollar concessions, like dollar hot dogs, dollar sodas, dollar popcorn. 
So that's big. They also have apparently opened up more parking areas. So there's a lot more parking in general uh, that will be available. And there's a few other, let's see, there's a team walk. I don't, that will start along 8th Street in front of the Commons and proceed to the locker room starting at 345, apparently. Um, is, it, is, the, is this walk a new thing? I think it is. I have not okay. experienced that before. So, yeah, just seeing that, I'm pretty sure that's a, a new thing. Um, and, you know, they, they've got it inside the stadium on the little plaza behind, on the west side of the the actual stadium but inside the grounds there's like a little replica mm -hmm. field new field for kids to play on and a bounce house there and stuff like that so there's a lot of uh a lot of new elements to the game day experience yeah for sure well it sounds interesting we'll, we'll see yeah. we'll see if it trans see how that translates to to bigger crowds or not right um Okay, John, anything else on your mind today? Anything else you want to share? Uh, beyond that, not really. I mean, this I feel like this is a game they kind of need to win. You know, I'll just go there and say that not it's not a must win necessarily, but I think it's a game they need to win for for their own psyche to get over, you know, to show that they're over the last game, to, to show that they're on the right track and that they're going to be that this is a team that can be successful this season, which they have shown the signs that they can be, but this is a game they need to get. Yeah, it would have been real nice for them to be three and zero when they went down to Ole Miss on the twenty yeah. fourth. That would have been that you know. So now you're thinking, well, they got two home games. Let's optimistically think they'll be two and one when right. they go down there before conference play kind of gets rolling. But uh, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It, it's big. All right. Uh, so John and I are going to be talking every Thursday. You can check us out for free on Google, Apple, or Spotify. We appreciate you checking us out. And uh, John, uh, we'll talk next week and we'll catch up. All right. Sounds good. Thank you.